Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is dust. D-U-S-T. Really? You bet your life! Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we're going to celebrate Frisco's birthday. No, not San Francisco. We'll visit some boarding houses, have an initial reaction. We'll have a dust-up. Well, not really, I just like the word dust-up. And we'll make a clarification. Last week, I had to issue a correction that the song, or what have you, was written not by Dietz and Schwartz, but by Morris W. Hamilton and Grace Henry. Well, this week I need to issue a clarification regarding Grace Henry. I said she graduated from the Spence School, the prestigious all-girls private boarding school on Manhattan's Upper East Side. The Spence School was founded in 1892 by Clara B. Spence, and while the Spence School at one time had a boarding option, which may have been the case at the time of Grace Henry's attendance, it is not currently a boarding school and has not been for many years. There are, of course, lots of private boarding schools still around, but I couldn't find any vintage songs about them. Boarding houses, on the other hand, are a different matter. And here's Nat M. Wills to start off this segment about boarding houses by singing about conditions at his boarding house. And I found them in the hag, so I went marching on. Old Mrs. Nash is full of tricks and foxy as the trees. She could carve a chicken so to do for 33. If you ever had a meal up there and know that you'd agree, you'd all go marching on. If you had breakfast, say you're and you had to eat a prune to get a lick. And each egg we opened up contained a chicken, and they all went scratching on. The mush that curved upon the table. Bought it in a nearby livery stable. One bought a thought to eat it. He was able. Now his soul is marching on. The sugar, it was very sandy. Slippery days, it came in very handy. We threw it on the soup and it was dandy to keep us from slipping on. Just before the day was dawning, they'd pull your bed off when you were yawning. They'd use our sheets for table cloths each morning that we'd all been sleeping on. 
the coffee, it was something shocking. Everyone that drank it started knocking. The cook, she trained the coffee through her stocking that she'd been marching on. Fourteen boarders, they were sleeping on a slap. Twelve slept in the icebox and eleven on the mat. They put me in the bathtub with six kittens and the cats and they turned the water on. Saved the drowning flea and threw him on a dog, you see. Flea soon got married and he had a family. He couldn't talk, but just to show his gratitude to me, they all came marching home. Glory, glory, how they bit me. I was nearly starved the day they hit me. At supper time, they saw the cook and quit me while the soup was boiling on. Soup was water from the faucet, but it was flavored with carbolic acid. One border didn't know enough to pass it. Now in heaven, he's marching on. The fish was fierce, you couldn't eat it. When they brought it on, the borders all and freed it. Please open up the windows or we'll beat it till this fish goes marching on. The Andre was a great big rabbit. We missed the cat, the cook was seen to stab it. One border who was hungry tried to grab it, but the rabbit said meow. Dessert was extraordinary. A finger bowl of soup began to carry. It made the border seem so very merry that they sang while marching on. Should old acquaintance be forgot this morning house each time? Goodbye to prunes and furnished rooms. I'll grab free lunch for mine.
lot of trouble, I get a lot of kick. I read my cotton corn, I never own the boat. I run the boat house, but folks don't pay no boat. My boat house, my boat house is just up on the hill. I come along and join the soul, and you welcome up your will. Eat on bread and cane and chew and drink all of the gold. My boot house, my boot house, what boot don't pay no wood, There's a lot of people, sometimes they make me blue. They see me all the summer, and spend it with a chew. Brag about how well they live when they're up in town. But when my grows and you'll come to the never are around great. <laughs> Puckett on guitar with Gid Tanner playing violin and singing about Tanner's boarding house. We missed his birthday last month, so I'll tell you that James Gideon Tanner was born June 6, 1885, near Monroe, Georgia. He learned to play the fiddle at age 14 and participated in fiddle conventions and quickly gained a reputation as one of the finest musicians in Georgia. Tanner and blind guitarist and vocalist Riley Puckett traveled to New York City in March of 1924 and made a series of duet recordings for Columbia. Tanner's band, the Skillet Lickers, made the first of their more than 100 recordings for Columbia on April 17, 1926, in Atlanta, before splitting up in 1931. Three years later, Tanner and Puckett revived the band, and Tanner's boarding house was one of the results, recorded in San Antonio, Texas, on March 29, 1934, issued on Bluebird B-5665. Before Tanner and Puckett, Rhythm Willie and his gang with Boarding House Blues from OK 05960, October 10, 1940. The piano and bass players are unidentified, but Rhythm Willie was Willie Hood, known as the Harmonica Wizard, 
and king of the harmonica. He was a popular entertainer in Chicago at venues including the Club Delisa, the Crown Propeller, and Joe's Los Angeles Show Lounge from 1938 until his death in 1954. We started that boarding house segment with the famous tramp comedian Nat M. Wills and Our Boarding House to the tune of the Battle Hymn of the Republic, singing about the terrible food and poor accommodations encountered as a traveling vaudevillian. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Various sources show it as 1891 or 1893, but according to the draft registration card he himself filled out and signed on June 2, 1917, yesterday, July 10th, marked the birth in 1892 in Chicago, Illinois, of Louis Frank Chiha, C-H-I-H-A. His parents, both of whom were born in Bohemia and arrived in the U.S. in 1874, were Louis, L-O-U-I-E, Alois Chiha, a dry goods salesman, and Anna Danek. And he had four younger siblings, sisters Anna, Elsa, Annie, and brother Frank. As a child of seven, he took up study of the flute, and by age 16 had made a number of public appearances as a flautist, including as a soloist with a symphony orchestra. He was equally proficient with the piccolo, but discovered he had an aptitude for drums, to which he devoted himself exclusively, and was soon in demand as a timpanist. He joined and toured with the Minneapolis Symphony, and it was during this time that he learned to play the xylophone and determined to be a vaudeville performer, making his debut in 1913. On May 14, 1914, he married Aurora Ida Anderson in Indiana, and they had one son, Louis Kenneth Chiha, born June 19, 1915. He billed himself as the syncopating wizard of the xylophone, but around 1915 began using the stage name Frisco, variously spelled F-R-I-S-C-O, F-R-I-S-C-O-E, and Signor Frisco. According to an article in the October 28, 1922 edition of The Labor World in Duluth, Minnesota, his stage name is owed to an unknown dramatic critic who, in reviewing his vaudeville act, referred to him as the Frisky Senor. The name Frisco stuck to the point where even his legal documents showed it, and his wife and son used Frisco as their legal last name. Xylophonist Charles Dobb had been recording for Edison since 1910, but in 1916, he was replaced with new and younger artists, including Lou Chiha, who remained with the company until 1926. Chiha made 12 xylophone records for Edison, some solo, some accompanied, but all played with four mallets. Edison advertising materials claimed Frisco to be the first xylophone soloist to attain sufficient skill to manipulate four hammers at one time, an achievement at least one critic called ridiculous. Frisco also participated in Edison's famous Tone Tests, a series of recitals sponsored by the company, to demonstrate that Edison diamond disc recordings were so faithful to the real voice or instrument of the performer that the audience could not distinguish between the live performance and the recording. The recitals, held between 1915 and 1925, 
were formal musical programs where singers or instrumentalists performed alongside diamond disc recordings of themselves. From time to time, the artists would cease their live performance and only the recording would continue to play. At the dramatic conclusion, the house lights would be lowered and the live performer would quietly leave the stage in the dark so that when the lights came up again, only the phonograph was playing and the audience was unaware of when the performer had left the stage. In a May 31, 1921 article in the Yazoo City, Mississippi Herald, Frisco stated he doesn't like to play jazz, but his public demands it, and he prefers classical compositions, a higher class of music. He died July 14, 1934, in Chicago. Here are three from Louis Frank Chiha Frisco. Thank you. 
Lucia Frisco, June 6, 1917, on Edison Diamond Disc 50464, with Buzzin' the Bee. Buzzin' the Bee was written by Jack Wells, who also brought us Joan of Arc, They're Calling You, Huckleberry Finn, and The Elf Man. Before Buzzin' the Bee, Tuck Made a Sleep in My Old Kentucky Home, written by George W. Meyer. That's from Edison Diamond Disc 50890, recorded November 2, 1921, also dubbed and issued as Edison Blue Amberall Cylinder 4471. We started off with Signor Lou Frisco Chia and his composition, Shake It and Break It, from Edison Diamond Disc Matrix 7512, which was unissued. Shake It and Break It was also recorded and issued by King Oliver, Sidney Bechet, Vic Myers, and Sam Lennon. W-B-A 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 A major topic in the news and politics lately has been the bipartisan infrastructure framework. Other infrastructure projects in the nation's history have been the Interstate Highway Act of 1957 and the Employment and Infrastructure Program created in 1935 by President Roosevelt known as the Works Progress Administration, or WPA. One of, if not the most famous song written about the WPA was in 1940 by Louis Armstrong with the Mills Brothers, Harry Herbert Donald and John Mills Sr., titled WPA. Other than what you're hearing in the background, I'm not going to play it because I'm not fond of the lyric, but there are some other earlier songs about the WPA I'd rather play. Everybody working in this town, and it's worried me night and day. That mean house wrecking crew Yeah, that work for the WPA The landlord come this morning He knocked upon my door Asked me what I'm going to Pay my rent no more He said you'll have to move If you can't pay Then he turned And he walked slowly away Then I know I'll have to try to Find me some place to stay. Cause they're gonna tear my house down. Yeah, that crew from the WPA. So I went to the release station. I didn't have a cent. They said, stay on while you're staying. You don't have to pay no rent. Then when I got back home, they was talking a sign on my door. Said this old house is condemned And you can't live here no more Then a notion struck me I'd better be on my way Cause they're gonna tear my house down Yeah, that crew from the WPA Well, I started out the next morning I put a lock on my door So I would move I haven't got no place to go They're real estate people They done got so They don't rent to no Real 
leave twice no more And I know then I have to walk the streets night and day They're gonna tear my house down Yeah, that crew from the WPA Our notion struck me To stay on a day or two But I soon found out That that wouldn't do Early the next morning I was laying in my bed I hear the mighty rumbling And bricks come tumbling on my head I started ducking and dodging Trying to get out of the way I said, turn my house down Yeah, that crew from that WPA Oh, I feel like Holly But the town too small Yeah, but the town too small. Yeah, six four, I'll call you. Let's play that rag, boy.
started this WPA segment with Big Bill Brunzi on vocal and guitar, Black Bob on piano, and Bill Settles on string bass with WPA Blues, recorded in Chicago on May 27, 1936. Not being able to pay your rent and having a crew from the WPA tear down your house while you're still in it is kind of a downer. So we followed WPA Blues with a couple of more upbeat tunes. Big Bill and the Memphis Five was formed in 1938 and featured Walter Mr. Shakes Williams on trumpet and Buster Bennett on alto sax. Blind John Davis played piano, Ransom Noling was on bass, and Big Bill Brunzi again on guitar and vocal. We heard WPA Rag from Vocalion 04429, recorded in October of 1938. And we finished up with the Glahe Musette Orchestra with the accordion solo by Will Glahe on the WPA Polka, written by Kurt Marr. That was recorded in Berlin, Germany on December 17, 1937, with several different issues, including Victor V-722. Most people have at least heard of the WPA, Works Progress Administration, But there was another large-scale public works construction agency that was part of the New Deal, and that was the PWA, or the Public Works Administration. Between July 1933 and March 1939, the PWA funded and administered more than 34,000 projects, including the Lincoln Tunnel in New York City, Hoover Dam, and the Grand Coulee Dam in Washington State. And here's Black Ivory King to sing about working for the PWA. My baby told me this morning, get up, go get myself a job, and take care of her while the times get hard. And I said, hey, woman, good God, is you going my way? You know, I believe I get me job working, 
Breaking for that D.W.A. D.W.A. Page 9.50 week. You don't have to worry about the world affairs and nothing to eat. And honey, hey, woman, good girl is going my way. You know, I believe I get me a job working, working for that T.W.A. up this morning, just about half past three, I told my baby to get up early and come and go with me, and holla, hey, woman, good God, is you going my way? And I done got me a job working, working for that T.W.A. Black Ivory King and Working for the PWA from DECA 7307, recorded in Dallas, Texas, on February 15, 1937. Black Ivory King was a pseudonym for Texas pianist Dave Alexander, who actually worked for the PWA, earning $9.50 a week. Almost nothing is known about him, and he recorded only four sides, all in that same session with Working for the PWA. Another was the Flying Crow, named for the rail line which runs from Shreveport, Louisiana, through Port Arthur, Texas, and Ashdown, Arkansas, then through Oklahoma into Kansas City, Missouri. And I have a feeling you might just be hearing that record in an upcoming show. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available on demand anytime at all online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. Your comments, questions, requests, and topic suggestions are always welcome and can be sent by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. Glenn with two N's or on the Rapidly Rotating Records Facebook page. Nobody likes dust in their environment, especially record collectors. Last week I played announcer J.M. Witten introducing Lou Chiha's recording of Dusting the Keys and mentioned that Frank Westfall had also recorded it. Yep, here he is to dust his keys. Yes, it does sound a little dirty, doesn't it?
He was born Gerald Walken Bright on August 10, 1904, but used simply Geraldo as his professional name beginning in 1930. We heard Geraldo and his orchestra a few years later on October 15, 1936, with vocalist Cyril Grantham pointing out you've got dust on your coat. That's from Decca F-6139, and you've got dust on your coat was written by Rex Bell and Al Burt. And it's a safe bet that Geraldo will be getting his own birthday segment on the August 15th show. We started off our little dusting segment with Frank Westfall doing a little housekeeping with a piano solo of Edward B. Claypool's Dusting the Keys, recorded in Chicago on May 30th, 1923, issued on Columbia A-3930. In the time left, and I hope I can squeeze in two more records, we're going to play Dominoes. Thank you. 
Now that's how to end a show. Blind British pianist Ronald Gourlay, G-O-U-R-L-A-Y, with his novelty rag, Doing the Dominoes. That was recorded in February of 1928 and issued on the Edison Bell Electron label, catalog number 0222. We've played records on the Edison Bell, Edison Bell Winner, and Edison Bell Radio labels, but that's a first for Edison Bell Electron, and we have yet to play an Edison Bell Velvet Face record. Ronald Gourley made at least one other record as a whistler with Alfredo Campoli and his Salon Orchestra. And yes, you'll hear that in a week or two. Waring's Pennsylvanians started that abbreviated domino set with Dancing Dominoes. The three girlfriends provided the vocal on that December 14, 1929 Victor recording issued under catalog number 22268. Dancing Dominoes was written by Joe Zimmerman, who also brought us Fluffy Ruffles. I'm the fluffy Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶ 